Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture, getting through the end of the year. I don't know about you, but I'm phoning everything in. Like, I can't focus on anything except the Vanderpump Rules trailer, which, of course, is our deep dive today. We will get all into it. But for the first time ever on an episode of MPT, I am having a guest join me for the entire thing, the pop three, the deep dive, because I love him so much. You know him from the Mention It All podcast, and he's on Betches. Please welcome Dylan Hafer. Yay. Thanks, Morgan. I'm so glad to get to chat, and we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. I want to hear about the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip event that you went to last night. It was, yeah, I, I'm i a little worse for wear today. It was, <laughs> I stayed out later than I needed to on a Tuesday night. Um, it was interesting. I was not expecting to see Ramona Singer there. I, um, I wasn't sure whether she was like technically invited, but she was there um, looking glammed, you know, till the cows come the home. Gods. She's like, yeah, everybody looked really good. They, um, it was like a very, it wasn't a huge space. So the housewives weren't in the room the whole time, but when they were there, they were really mingling and everybody seemed to be in very good spirits. It kind of felt like a housewives holiday party in a way, because it's like, we're in that time of year right now. I think the, right. the invite said festive attire. It's like, everybody's kind of, um, <laughs> just making it there was a champagne tower i saw (laughs) okay my favorite part though there was a champagne tower but there was also this cake that was like a giant gold apple covered in fondant yes i saw it fondant and they never cut the cake nobody ever ate the cake it was just this like it was like this humongous but it was like also in a way super ugly. And so I always love that kind of thing where it's like I I respect the vision of somebody being like, oh, you know what's gonna be sick for this party? We're gonna get this like massive gold apple cake and it's gonna be sitting in the middle of the room and nobody's gonna touch it the nobody's whole night. Nobody's gonna touch it. <laughs> and so it's like that I is that. I feel like that is it's such a good encapsulation of like everything that's happening with Roni legacy. It's like, we <laughs> want to see these ladies back, but also do we don't we? Touch what, it. What are... <laughs> yeah. we want to look, but we don't want to touch. Were you um, given like a sneak preview of it? 
no i have not seen any of it yet they, and there was no like la- the it was just a party there wasn't a screening or anything so i actually it's interesting because people were so excited of the idea of this season of girls trip but now it's about to be here we're getting three episodes the first week and i kind of feel like nobody's talking about it like there's not a lot of yeah. There's not a lot of chatter about like what is going to happen on this season. And I wonder, because we have so much great housewives happening right now, it's like a little hard to it's a little hard to divide your attention and be like, oh, yeah, like and I guess we'll have Kelly Ben Simone in St. Bart's when I all I want to talk about is like Salt Lake and (laughs) Beverly Hills. Yeah, I also think it's a weird time of year for them to be launching something because like I said, I mean, you know, you're in the middle of December, everybody is so busy with holiday parties and holiday planning and present buying and all the things. So I just feel like people's minds are not like, and like you said, we have Southern Charm, we have the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we have Salt Lake City, which is my favorite franchise on my television right now, Potomac how are you feeling about um, Potomac? <laughs> Potomac's a little tricky right now. I think there are there are some things happening that have the potential to be interesting, but they're just not quite they're not quite working out. And I think it's tough with they have such a big cast now, and it just doesn't really feel cohesive this season. It feels like yeah. it's maybe the first time on Potomac where it kind of is like, what are we really doing here? And I think you know, every show for the most part goes through periods like that. So I'm not super pessimistic about where Potomac is headed as a franchise, but I just think this season, it feels like they're spending a lot of time on things that just aren't quite popping as storylines. Yeah. But I mean, I have faith in the Potomac ladies because they do always bring it out. I love Candace. I love Karen. Um, I I even love Robin. I know she's a bit of a controversial figure (laughs) right now, um, but we'll let them, we'll let it slide. Let's get into the pop three. So these are the biggest headlines of the week. Um, Normally I would put the bachelor in paradise portion in this, but it was just the biggest flop ever. Um, if you guys are subscribed to my Patreon, you know, you got the tea on Kylie and Avon. And when I posted this particular Patreon, none of the other couples had came out and said that they were no longer together. But I said, Aaron and Liza are broken up. Kat and John Henry are broken up. They're not posting anything. And like, this is the age of bachelor influencers. If they're not posting anything a day after the finale, like, they're broken up so we'll just leave it there and we'll only stick to bravo talk (laughs) i think it's wild how far it's wild how far we've gotten from the the glory days of the bachelor franchise and like people loved golden bachelor like that was kind of like its own little bubble but when you're thinking about paradise now it's like i'm not really a watcher anymore and the only thing i heard about this season was when they posted their breakup notes like this Mm -hmm. week. And I'm like, it's not a great sign if there were no moments from the actual season that really like stuck out in any way to my consciousness at all. Yeah. It's like the only thing that I remember from this season of paradise is that one of the girls, Sam didn't poop for like nine days and she had to leave because she couldn't go to the bathroom. Like (laughs) that was the highlight of bachelor in paradise for me. And that is saying something. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, not the most dramatic season ever, but you know, who knows what will (laughs) happen. 
Okay, now these really are the three biggest headlines of the week to start with. Let's start with um, Kyle Richards taking Morgan Wade to Kathy Hilton's Christmas party. I'm sure you've seen every photo, but what I found super interesting is that Kathy Hilton posts all these pictures from her holiday party. And the very first photo, there's like a carousel of 10. And the very first photo is Kathy, Morgan Wade in the middle, and Kyle Richards. That was an intentional first post. It's so funny because I I shared that photo and I wrote like I I'm dying to know what Kathy really thinks of Morgan Wade and somebody responded they were like oh she talked about her on Watch What Happens Live she said she's like nice whatever and I'm like no no I want to no, know what Kathy really really thinks about Morgan <laughs> yeah. Wade like I just like behind closed doors I I'm so curious about that dynamic because now that we've seen Morgan on the show. I have even more questions than I did before just because it's so kind of there's just this awkwardness and this it feels like we're seeing some sort of performance but it's not like it's not a very good one and so I'm like what I oh god I I'm so so curious about just like what's really going on there I didn't see one photo of Mauricio at that holiday party either I I do not think he was in attendance yeah I to be honest I feel like does Ka- did Kathy like Mauricio that much before? No. I kind of feel like <laughs> no. I kind of feel like maybe even like maybe Kathy and Kyle's relationship works better if Kyle is in this like new era of her life, like this new season. Like maybe it makes it easier for her and Kathy to kind of reconnect. I don't know. I it, the Mauricio thing is strange. I mean, every time we see him on this season, it just is like bizarre and yeah. It's it's funny because going into the season, I was expecting it to feel really um really like dramatic and kind of like heightened. And it really just feels like there's there's just this funky energy between them that I wasn't expecting, where it's like, oh no, this is just like kind of bleak. Yeah. Yeah, it's not looking the best. I mean, what are your do you think Kyle and Morgan is a is a shtick? I don't really know. I mean, it's it's tough because I I, you know, Kyle Richards is a, a a grown woman and I hope that she's finding like whatever, you know, avenue that she feels is like most herself. But it's I feel like this whole year, kind of the the way she's handled the press and people talking about things, it's felt very like defensive and sort of like she it's like she doesn't understand why people have so many questions, but at the same time, how would we not? And so I right, think with right. the Morgan thing, it I think because it feels so strange to watch them together on TV, it's like, I like, I, you know, I like that Kyle is, you know, enjoying hanging out with Morgan, but I, it feels like we're getting kind of like this, this kind of like false <laughs> sense of yeah, whatever it, it just- is. It does come across as hypocritical, you know, because it's like at one point you have Kyle on and this is like a throwback. I think it was like in the summer, but you have her on like an Amazon live and she's like, I'm just tired of everybody talking about it. Like, stop talking about. Well, A, you're on a TV show. B, you're a big part of her personality for the past 10 years on this show has been a couple goals with her husband. You know, there's never been any like slight crack. See, 
you know, she's milking it for everything it's worth. It's like one minute she was on the Amazon live, she signed off and then she hit the upload button to the Morgan Wade video. Like that's how quickly things turned around. So I just, and I love Kyle. I, I actually do like Kyle, but I never, I can never tell if she's acting because she is an actress. You know, you do have to remember she was a child actor. She's still in movies and I cannot figure out what is real and what is not real with her. And I don't like that out of a reality star. Yeah. I think maybe thinking about the cut, the interactions that she's had with Sutton in the last couple episodes, I think maybe that's kind of why Sutton can get under Kyle's skin so much is because Kyle Kyle doesn't know what she's going to get from Sutton. So she can't like calibrate the performance exactly right, right? in a way where right. it's like when she's hanging out with Dorit and Erica, she can kind of just like present whatever she's presenting and nobody's really going to ask questions. Right. Whereas like it, it does feel like she's being she like Garcelle and, and Sutton are sort of like challenging her to give them a little more. And I think it, you can tell that it makes Kyle uncomfortable. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're we got the halfway trailer earlier this week, so we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. I want to move on to our next headline, and that's Kim Zolciak Bierman posting fake pregnancy pictures. I think Kim Zolciak needs an intervention. Like, is she okay? What what is happening? Let me explain the situation first. So she's been posting these sonograms to her Instagram account, whether it's like an actual post or in her story. And she's making people think that she's pregnant. Like this last one she did this week, the caption was like, what a way to end 2023. Her name was on the sonogram. And then she's like, click the link in my bio. And you click the link in the bio. And it's like, oh, her friend is pregnant. What is happening with Kim? She has, she and a couple other housewives have done these like clickbait article things and they must be getting paid for it. Like I, I, I would love for somebody to do a deep dive on like the economy of whatever's happening there. But yeah. Because Kim did one a few weeks ago and it, and the headline was like, Kim talks about becoming a grandmother and so obviously you're like, oh, is Kim becoming a grandmother? And you click in and after clicking past like 45 ads, it's like Brielle was talking about how Kim can't wait to be a grandma. She's not pregnant <laughs> right now, but maybe she will be at someday. And it's like, it's, it's so, so bizarre. deliberately misleading. But also one thing I love about the sonogram that she posted is that it has her full name on there and being reminded that her name is Kimberly with an E-I-G-H at the <laughs> yeah. end. It's, it's on brand. <laughs> yeah, no, no offense Kim if you're a Kimberly with a L-E-I-G-H. We love you. We love you. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Kim is in such a, a strange place because it's been a few years now since she was on Bravo for the last time. She has been, obviously, like in the press so much this year with her back and forth situation with Croy and what's happening with the house and the we're calling the cops, you know, yeah. now and again. And it feels like she needs like 
a project or something to to kind of like write the ship a little bit but at this point i don't know who's gonna give her that like i don't think anybody's really excited to see her on a show or like she doesn't really have the clout to like launch a company or something at this point like it just feels like she kind of we're seeing her kind of past the point of like really having a purpose in her career and so it's 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 weird to watch somebody sort of in that phase of their life kind of yeah it seems like she's that, floundering a little she yeah she is that coupled with the fact that she's in debt like she's selling all these all the, like the stuff in her closet she's selling her wigs obviously she's trying to get some money i mean it i don't like you said i don't know the logistics of it but it reads however many clicks this website gets Kim, you get X amount of dollars. That's the way that it comes across. And I do think that at first, when we learned about the divorce news, I I think people were actually interested at that point. But it's just gotten so like toxic and bizarre and you you don't know what's real and what's fake that I think now people are like oh never mind because I remember when the news first came out I was like what are you serious no way get Andy in a camera but now I'm like oh my gosh if I read a headline I'm annoyed it's a little bit like the like boy who cried wolf vibes where it's like I'm gonna care about you getting divorced the first time I hear about it but you don't get like seven value reveals (laughs) exactly it's like it's like i i don't care that much (laughs) right (laughs) one and done okay speaking of divorces our final headline in the pop three kenya moore's divorce is finally finalized after three years of litigation so just to give you guys kind of the background um her ex mark daly they got married in june of 2017 They had Brooklyn in 2018. They split for the first time in 2019. They kind of have been on and off. And then in 2020, they finally, or 2021, excuse me, January, they finally cut things off for good. But she's been in this divorce battle and they didn't have a prenup. And I don't know if you, do you know any of like the details on what specifically they were fighting over? I mean, I'm assuming money. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, I mean, from her perspective, it definitely seemed like he was the one really dragging, dragging his, his feet, feet and making it difficult. Up. Obviously, you know, Mark is not on Housewives, so we're not getting updates from him in the same way. So <laughs> I feel like with those types of situations, it, it, who knows exactly what the details are. But it is, it's crazy to have these divorces that are literally lasting longer than the like together part of a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's tough. I'm so I'm so happy that Kenya can now like fully just move on cuz we've had two two or three seasons of Housewives now where it's like, "Hey Kenya, what's the status of your divorce?" and she's like, "Still working on it." And yeah, it's, literally it's nice can't do anything. Like, right, like we haven't seen Mark on the show in years, and so it's nice it's nice to know that whatever Atlanta looks like next season, that we won't have to be like checking in on Kenya's divorce anymore. Yeah. And it's like, we haven't seen Mark Daly on the show in years and I can still remember that he's just awful, like an energy sucker. So the fact that we don't have to have that energy cloud hanging over Kenya anymore, I'm team twirl all day. I want to see her going on dates. I mean, I know that she was dating in this past season, um, but like, I want to see her go hard in the paint when it comes to dating. I agree. I think that would be f- that would be a fun sort of like light storyline on that show to kind of just feel like single 
fun, flirty Kenya. I feel like Brooklyn is like a little bit older now, so she doesn't have like a baby to take care right. of. Like I feel like I feel like she could be in kind of like a a fun chapter. <laughs> Let's move on to our deep dive. The moment you've all been waiting for the Vanderpump Rules season 11 trailer dropped this week and it has shook us to our core. We're going to break it down. Not really scene by scene, but I think it will be easier to go like character by character because there's so many overlaps here. But we do start off the trailer with it like being Ariana's world. We're all just living in it. You know, all the doors are open for her. We see her with Daniel. Um, And then, you know, the very next second, the bathroom door opens, the toilet flushes, and it's Tom. Now, I know you just interviewed Ariana on Mention It All, and you guys talked about the fact that they were still living together. Can you give us her side of that update? It's tough because I I don't really know, like, logistically exactly what's going on with the house. I feel like it's one of those things where it's – obviously, it's not, like – they're suing each other. But when you have those situations where it's like, I don't want to, you know, it's in process, but I'll talk about it when I talk about it and whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's strange because Ariana has had like such a massive year and has been doing so many things. And on one level, it's like, I get why you want to stay in the house and blah, 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 blah. But also it's like, just get, you could get like a great apartment somewhere and just like, (laughs) do like, yeah, move on. I I don't, I don't know. It's tough. I saw where she said on Chicks in the Office that like she does want to sell the house, but Tom doesn't, that he's like the one dragging his feet. And because they're both technically, you know, signed on the dotted line, they can't move forward unless they agree. And I just feel like that is so Tom coded, like talk about dragging your feet during a divorce, even though they're not, you know, they're not getting divorced. They're having a, a house divorce. And it just feels to me like a, like a, not a power struggle, but maybe it's like the only thing that Tom can control when it comes to Ariana. You know, I feel like everyone knows that Tom is jealous of everything that Ariana has done this year. It's just, it just, I almost feel like anybody would be if you're an entertainer, you want to sing, you want to do all those things. And then your ex, you have this nasty breakup with is like one of the biggest stars of the year. Anybody's going to be jealous in that situation, but it's like, what does the house, what does it really do for you besides be a thorn in your side and a constant reminder uh, of what you're going through, the toxicity that is? Yeah. Also, it's like, I feel like that's just a lot of house for like a single person. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Tom doesn't need that house. I don't think Ariana needs that house. And it, I, I think with Tom, it's like, Ariana has so much happening for her that it's like she's barely even been home. Like she's going to yeah. be in New York for three months or something. She's traveling. She's booked and busy. Whereas for Tom, it's like, okay, so you sell the house, he gets half the money, and then that's kind of yeah. it. Like I, yeah. I feel like you're right that it's kind of something to hang on to where it feels like, oh, nobody can take this away from me. And it's like, well, I guess, but you know, it's... It is weird. It's like it feels like one of those things where it's like we've got to just come up with the situation because you can't. It's you can't untenable. live like this forever, <laughs> forever, right? Okay, let's start with Sheena because Sheena's in the hot seat right now. 
we will talk about like what we see from her in the trailer, but there's also some other things that I think contribute to the public's reaction of her right now. The first being, you know, this started with the BravoCon explanation of why Sheena was in Sandoval's room. You know, it was the after party and I was defending Ariana and it's like, okay, fine. But then you get this clip from Bravo Hot Mike, which is like their paid podcast that you have to pay to listen to it. But she's bawling saying, I, Ariana doesn't understand how hard this was for me. You know what? I mean, people are ripping her apart over this. What did you think of that podcast clip? Look, I, I love Sheena. I think she is a a great reality TV figure. I think she's brought us so much over the years, but sometimes I just am like, girl, take a step back and think <laughs> think about how this is going to be perceived because that clip it's just like i don't doubt that this year has been tricky for her to navigate of course i mean right. that scene in the that scene in the finale that she filmed with tom where he came over to her house and she basically was like you got to leave i need to go make my baby dinner like that the fact that she was kind of like in that position in the cast i i get it i feel i feel for her but at the same time it's like to frame it like i don't think ariana understands how hard it was for me it's like it just feels like you're sort of painting yourself as As the victim victim in a way and i think with sheena it's like i would rather hear sheena talk about like it's been tough because I know because Ariana is my best friend and I thought Tom was my friend and now I've had to navigate this. Whereas when you kind of paint it as this, like it's bit like I'm the one who's been suffering. It's like, yeah, we can all suffer. We can, we can all yeah. have our space to have a tough time, but like, yeah, I, it's, it's just tough. And I, I wish that she wouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, and it's just a stark contrast to, because like, In the real world, if you are friends, good friends with a couple of, you know, 15 years, these people have been friends and they break up. It's very natural for you to not want to choose sides in some situations you will have to and then mourn the loss of the other friend. Like, I don't think that that is an outlandish thing for her to say. You know, I'm mourning the loss of my friend Tom Sandoval. But at the same time, there's just this huge difference between that and, you know, coming off the heels of Scandoval and making every single podcast episode and every single song and every single merch drop, you know, her and Lala both. It's like those two realities to me don't go together. So it's like, which one is it, Sheena? Do you want do you want to, you know, feed the beast more or less and and spill all the tea and talk about what happened with Rachel and Tom? Or do you want to mourn the loss of your friendship? And maybe that's me being harsh, but I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I think in a way, I you can kind of compare it to Lisa and how she's navigated this because I think obviously she's in a unique position where she's kind of like the you know surrogate mother to all of these people and so for her like we know that she's sort of been in the middle a little bit too and i think the way that she's done it it's like yeah she's made comments about how she kind of has to like you know 
keep everybody in mind but at the same time it's like she's not crying on a podcast talking right. about how hard scandal <laughs> was for her <laughs> like, right oh gosh could you imagine like we need a- any more bra or any more scandal podcast but like if lisa started one we'd be like okay this has gone absolutely too far we had to rewind the clock lisa please um but also with sheena she made out with shorts in las vegas why do these people go to Las Vegas? Why do they make the most horrible life decisions there? And why do they ever think that it will stay a secret? Yeah, when, when <laughs> I think it was, um, I think Danny Pellegrino like posted something about like, Sheena, why? why? And she was like, why? It was, to, it was supposed to go to the grave. And it's like, girl. Well, it hasn't. And like, here we are. Long. I saw yeah, where she I, said like, it's not what you think. What what else could it possibly be? Like, was it a dare? Was it before, you know, Schwartz met Katie? Like, what do you mean it's not what we think? Yeah, I think that's the big question. Because obviously in these trailers, it's like you're getting, you know, five seconds here, five seconds there. And like, I think I would not be surprised if during the season, this turns out to be something that's like, a little bit less serious than it seems yeah but at the same time i love just like the shock of the reveal and lala's face face. when 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 schwartz says it and then you know the way people were reacting on social media it was like really got the people going and so i mean even if it's a little misleading of how it is in the season i think it was smart of them to to put it in the trailer because damn that was like (laughs) oh i mean even the mental just the mental image of Sheena Shea and Tom Schwartz's lips touching to me is just like something that I don't think I could ever like if that happened on TV I would have to look away like I would be watching through my fingers because I it just gives me the ick yeah so there is something to like Sheena as as much as I love Sheena like I don't see her it's like the Toms and like Jacks. she was never really like part of the group in the in the hookup sense <laughs> like it was yeah never, yeah you know it's like oh like everybody's made, made hooked up with james everybody's like <laughs> right. jacked it was like she not always kind of like was on the sidelines a little she bit in, in that sense and, with shay yeah. and with rob and yeah. with Brock. you know she never had to go through the displeasure of hooking up with jacks or sandoval or any of the above let's talk about schwartz dad bod ken which I'm sorry. I love, I love bleach haired shorts. I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm a shorts apologist. So I just love anything that he, I mean, he looks ridiculous. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like he is the golden retriever that I, I can't be mad at, but we meet his friend, Joe. Do you think Joe is a secret girlfriend? I find it very interesting that Joe last season didn't want any of the attention, didn't want any of the spotlight. The Instagram was private and like that we're getting her on the new season. And she's even coming out on her Instagram saying like, yes, I am going to be on the new season. Like what are your conspiracy theories about Joe? God, I don't know. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Kyle and Morgan Wade where it's like, okay, like if you, if you want us to think, that what you're saying is true then like maybe you should act like it but i i don't it's it's so strange because with schwartz it's like i still even though last season he and katie were already split up i feel like i'm still sort of wrapping my mind around the idea of them being single and like dating and other really yeah 
Yeah, because we had like, I mean, Katie was bringing Satchel around like a couple times <laughs> last season, but but yeah, it's so one like- out for Satchel. <laughs> like he was truly <laughs> a wild card. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. I think the thing with, it's like, I don't know much about Joe, but it's, 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 it feels strange that we're really going to be like in the next phase where it's like, yeah, Schwartz and Katie's lives don't revolve around each other. Cause last season they still did a little bit cause they were, it yeah. was more fresh and they were kind of like still working through what their relationship post marriage was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I guess I, I want them to live their own lives and to not be kind of like revolving around each other, but it still feels weird. Cause we've just never seen them like that. Well, not only that, they're both going to be in a love triangle with a new character, Tori Keith, who we saw kissing both of them. So I did some research and I found out who this Tori person is. She's a musician. She's actually one of Sheena's good friends. Tori sang at Sheena's wedding. Um, So I'm assuming either they all knew each other before or maybe they met on that Mexico trip. But we see her kissing both Schwartz and Katie. Now I have to be completely honest. I saw this and I immediately thought that this is just a plot enhancer, you know, like what are (laughs) the odds? What are the odds that really this Tori Keith person is going to be interested in both Schwartz and Katie at this particular time? I almost feel like it's like the go-to it's like the go-to right now. Like we have more, the Morgan Wade situation and now we have this situation. I mean, I love a conspiracy theory. I might be spiraling, um, but this shocked everybody in the trailer too. Yeah. Something about seeing Katie kissing a woman with pink hair and like living her best life. Like I don't, <laughs> I mean, you're totally right. This could be, completely silly it could be completely harmless like i don't you know we have no idea the context of these uh dual kisses but like (laughs) i don't know something about like i that image of of katie kissing a woman it just kind of like it kind of feels right to me i in a a way where i'm like katie i don't know what journey katie is on and that it's none of my business but i i'm like i don't know i i don't hate this i'm i'm curious like if she's gonna be competing with schwartz over a love interest like she's winning 10 times out of 10 she's gonna win yeah because tom is gonna have to like the second tom starts dating somebody and he has to like actually like accomplish something it's just it's, not gonna go well. it's like oh like i need you to like run this errand and he's gonna be like oh babe sorry i forgot i don't know like katie like katie's gonna get shit didn't done. Show up to the bar like i gotta go in yeah yeah <laughs> are we gonna i guess we'll see more of schwartz and sandy's this season maybe <laughs> who knows who knows i mean if if it's as bad as the yelp reviews then i don't know can we talk about something that no one is talking about and that's the fact that Jax is back it's like Jax is back and no one cared everybody was talking about every other piece of that trailer besides his sit down with lisa 
Yeah, I Jax is somebody where like I I totally acknowledge that he is like uh, you know a great reality TV villain, but also the second he left, I didn't miss him, and so I I'm so. I'm so nervous about Jack's kind of like coming back in whether it's on this show or whether there's a, a spinoff happening or, you know, whatever it's like, I just don't know if we need to go back to that place. And like, I get why people want to, but yeah. I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. And so I'm, that's one thing that I'm very curious this season. Like if Jax is going to be in one episode or one scene or is he going to kind of be like a low-key friend of similar with Kristen I mean Kristen coming back for that scene in the finale last year it was like fun to see her but it wasn't really it wasn't like a super impactful it wasn't what we were expecting either I don't think it was kind of in my opinion a letdown and I totally feel you I remember like when Scandaval first happened I wanted all of the original people to come back because it's like, who would really stick it to Tom Sandoval? Stassi, Jax, Kristen, you know, those are the people that would go hard at him, you know, regardless of if it was about Ariana or about somebody else. Um, But like I open up my Instagram today and Jax posts this AI photo of himself and it's like, I'm back, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh God, what have we done? (laughs) Like, how did we get here? It took like one second for him to go from, oh, we want you to put Tom in his place to like back to the egomaniac. Jacks, which still makes for good TV, but like it can be a lot. Yeah, I went to when the Vanderpump Rules reunion was on in this in June. They had like a, a, a an event in New York, like a screening for part three, and Jax and Brittany and Sheena and Brock were there, and it was so funny to see Jax and Brittany like at an event like that in an official official whatever capacity right <laughs> however official capacity that it's like oh like are we are we like doing this are again this? like are, are yeah. we like because it's like i mean sheena's sheena's crying in her trailer the episode like she's a major <laughs> part of the story whereas jackson Brittany, it's like uh, okay I, I guess and yeah. so i'm yeah I'm, I'm really curious to see kind of if they acknowledge Jax especially but J- Brittany too as like an existing part of the group or if they just kind of like pop in for a quick little scene and then it's like, okay, that was cool, I guess. Yeah. Well, they're definitely doing something with them. Like we've heard the rumors about the spinoff uh, with Jax, Brittany, Kristen, you know, they were all at BravoCon, those three. They were taking like photo ops with people at like the official BravoCon photo stage. So it's like, I don't know if this is, like a genuine thing or if they are trying to get people interested in the spinoff. But to be completely honest, I don't understand the decision to make the spinoff because I'm not interested in just those three. Like what is it going to be those three in a new group of people? And then you have like the rest of Vanderpump rules still on Vanderpump rules. Like, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I should wait to judge it, but it does just seem like an odd thing for those three only to have a spinoff. Well, I think when, the idea of this spinoff that it's going to be like the three of them and then like a bunch of new people that we don't know. I just don't, I think with, with Vanderpump, it kind of reminds me of a few seasons ago when they added that kind of like new group of like Dana and Brett and Max yeah. and 
Danica and Charlie was in that wave too. Like it didn't, it just didn't work because the thing that makes Vanderpump rules so compelling is that it is this existing group. And most of the people that have joined the group that have stuck around come in as somebody's partner or, you know, love interest or like, you know, Lala's really kind of the only one who just really got like cast on the show since it started. And so like, I think it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, okay, like, maybe I want to watch Kristen and Jax, but I don't really want to watch like, you know, some random woman living in their neighborhood who like also wants to be on reality TV. Like I, it just, I have a hard time thinking that I'm really going to be interested in like Jackson, Brittany's friends in the Valley. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, I didn't, I didn't like listen to the whole Bravo hot mic with Sheena, but I did see another clip where the producers of Vanderpump Rules talked about that specific season that you mentioned when they brought in Dana and all these, you know, um, other characters. And they said during that season, they were trying to decide like the true identity of the show. Is this show about the people that work at Sir, or is this show about the friend group that we've known from day one. And they said, we were kind of going back and forth on what, you know, what actually is Vanderpump rules. And through that season, they found the answer was not necessarily people that are working at sir. It is this original friend group. So it's like, if you've already had that conversation behind the scenes, like what makes you think that this spinoff is going to be any different? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't want to get down this wormhole too far in advance when we've literally not even seen like a teaser or anything. I know. <laughs> Just sitting here. I know. Like, that's like, that's like such it. a, that's like such a Bravo fan thing that you're like, no, like this show is going to be a mess. Like, I don't know who's on it. I don't know what it's going <laughs> to yeah. be like, but like, it's not going to be good. <laughs> we haven't seen what, not even a photo, like a promotional photo when we're already just over it. Um, let's move on to Sandoval because he's apparently single, ready to mingle. He's he's still worming, according to Ariana. Um, Schwartz says he doesn't know what the future for him and Tom look like, which I think is just total BS. Like, stop, Schwartz. You know what the future for you and Tom are going to look like. They're still friends. They've always been friends. I feel like Maybe he doesn't know what the future looks like when it comes to their business. Um, Because, you know, we even see Tom sitting down with Lisa and she's like, I'm trying to help you. And he yells back at her. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Tom because I feel like in some of these scenes, he still looks like a a lost puppy. And then in other scenes, he, he seems like he's coming back into himself where he's like dancing and he's smacking the wall and he's like getting all dressed up. I mean, do you have any expectation of what Sandoval is going to be like in this season? I, I, I'm expecting it to be a little cringe watching him kind of like navigate his version of events. I think it's, it's tough because I'm, I actually was relieved that this trailer wasn't super scandal heavy like it didn't feel like you know with the we have like the sheena and schwartz and the katie and tom and like it feels like there's other stuff going on and so it's not just all gonna be like what's gonna happen now that tom and ariana aren't together like but i do think with tom assuming that there's gonna be a certain level of like personal storyline for him this season i think it's just gonna be tough because like we were talking about with the house, 
I don't know what Tom really has going on. And so the thought of him kind of like creating something to show for the cameras is like, I don't, it doesn't seem like it's going to be something that I'm super interested in. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 you know, I, I think it's, he, obviously it's been a, a weird year for him. And I, uh, you know, while I don't think that he is like, you know, I think he did it to himself. I also understand that he like, it's been kind of a shitty bottom? year in his yeah. life too. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see, especially like, you know, just kind of how they navigate the, the mechanics of filming a season with this like big rift in the middle, but also like, I don't know. I don't need to watch 12 episodes of Lala, like yelling at Tom just for, for breathing. Like, I don't, yeah. it doesn't sound like super <laughs> fun. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Well, I feel like everything I've seen Tom say about, you know, where he stands with the group of friends is that he's always referencing about how other people in the past have been iced out. And, you know, he's always the one that kind of has brought them back in and how now he's the one that's being iced out. We see him have like a straight up exorcism. I mean, it feels like the majority of the of what's going on with Tom is, is, is he going to repair his friendship with Sheena? You know, we already talked about it a little bit, but he says to Sheena, you've been the other woman in a secret relationship. And Sheena's like, don't you dare, you know, the, the pointer finger is in his face. What did you think about him saying that to her? It's a pretty bold thing to say. It's a pretty bold thing to say, especially just to go so far back in the, archives of yeah, like that of is everything how that's was conceived yeah like i i it's it's kind of wild because there's so much of the conversation that i've seen and sort of like the maybe like the like ariana backlash even a little bit it's like people being like oh like this show was founded on cheating and like every almost everybody on this cast has cheated and like th- those types of comments and I get it, but I also just think that it's a little there's a reason that Scandaval became such a massive thing. Like even if on paper other people have done similar things, it just carried a different weight that I think for Tom to kind of like throw that around in Sheena's face, it's like you're you still just kind of like aren't getting it or are choosing not to get it. That it's like Yes, no, like we've all acknowledged that multiple people have cheated on this show, but like even if you're even if you don't think it should have been such a big deal, it was and it is. Yeah. And so I think I think with Tom it's like I think he's going to have a tougher time the longer that he kind of like pr- pretends not to understand why people are so mad at him. Yeah, and honestly like looking back on it, it wasn't just the cheating scandal that made this such a huge thing. It was like, there was a series of like six or seven events that all happened within the span of like a week because of this cheating scandal. You know, first of all that it was with, 
Rachel, another cast member. That was shocking. Second of all, the way we found out, you know, Ariana snooping through his phone. But then we had a restraining order. We had court dates. We had all of these things that, you know, the other cheating scandals or whatever, they didn't have to go through any of that. And plus, in this age of social media, everything is just 10 times bigger than it would have been in the past. Um, Something that Tom Schwartz says, I don't know who he's talking to in this moment, but he says that he thinks that Tom is still in love with Raquel. Do you think that he is? Because I actually do think that he is. Well, did you see last week that Tom said in an interview or made comments about how he like really fought for his relationship with Rachel and Mm -hmm. that when she was in her treatment center that he was like stopping drinking and smoking so he would have more of a chance to be with her so he could be like the type of person that she needed and it's so funny because I I believe that he believed that that relationship was real in but I also I think that outside of that kind of vacuum of everything that was going on, I don't, it, I don't think there was ever a chance it was going to work out. I mean, yeah. in the, in the finale, when they had that last scene together, when, you know, they were saying they loved each other and all of that, it's like, even as we were watching it, it felt like we were kind of watching like the last time they really were going to be like together together. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's like, is he still in love with her? I feel like he maybe thinks about what could have been. Like, the if, idea. That if things had gone, if things had gone differently, maybe we could have had this like great relationship. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it's really like coming from a place of real feelings rather than just kind of like, well, this sucks, and I wish it was different. <laughs> Yeah, what and I also been, feel like yeah. a part of it is is like him trying to justify things, you know, like yeah. he's like, oh, well, you know, I still think about her and I did all of these things. You know, I'm proving to the world that it was real, that I really had feelings for her, that it wasn't just, you know, this sexual attraction to her, physical attraction or whatever. But, you know, and then he turns around in the same interview five seconds later and is like, you know, Rachel made the first move on me and I was in this vulnerable position. So it's very like contradictory. Um, But my conspiracy theory, and, and I've said this a bunch, my listeners are probably like, shut up. But I honestly think that Ariana probably is going to leave the show soon. Like I would say probably maybe even next season, depending on how this all goes, Tom won't because he needs it. Ariana doesn't really need it anymore. I don't think Um, Tom does. And I also think Rachel does. I think we didn't expect her to come back into the public life, you know, but she's like going to iHeart Jingle Ball and she's coming out with this podcast. And it's like, okay, people might listen to the first episode, but who's going to care about this podcast in a year? If you're on the show, they might care a little bit more about it. And it's like, I feel like his interview with Tamara and Teddy left the door open for her to come back in season 12 and like have that conversation on camera and that be like her redemption story. Yeah. I think it'll, it'll probably just come down to like from a casting and production standpoint, like, are they telling the story of people that we like, or are they telling the story of the, the complicated characters? And I think obviously, you know, Ariana is kind of like the, 
the people's the people's princess people's at champ. this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I think I I mean you totally could be right about her not wanting to stay on the show forever, but I I think it would be tough for like Rachel to come back while we were still positioning Sheena and Lala and James as these like central figures and so i it could happen of course and especially depending how this season does like if they feel like they need sort of like another like boost the season after but yeah. then but then all of a sudden it's like okay are is this a rachel redemption arc like what's kind of the the vibe there and with the podcast yeah it's like i think her first couple episodes are going to get a whole lot of clicks but then is there a concept here or is it just like well they offered me a deal and I yeah. am not doing anything else. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Okay. Last but certainly not least, let's talk about Lala. And honestly, this is going to sound harsh because I love Lala, but she was like kind of irrelevant the whole entire trailer until the very end. And she has the line that ends the trailer. Everyone was also talking about this. She says, I've never experienced someone who gets cheated on and suddenly she becomes God. You know, her tone is very direct i i can't tell if she's like saying that in defense of ariana or if she's like upset with her but obviously everybody online is like oh lala's jealous lala's jealous lala posted a photo of her bare butt on the instagram and said jealous of what your ugly leather pants so it's like i don't know do you think that lala's jealous (sighs) i i mean in the same way that we were talking about tom seeing ariana doing all this stuff i think I think it would be normal to at least be like a little bit like jealous is such a, it's such a loaded word, but it's like when you look at somebody doing something cool and you're like, yeah, I wish uh, I want to do something cool. (laughs) Lala would love to be on dancing with the stars. Lala would love to be doing Chicago on Broadway. And I think, you know, a lot of the people in this cast would, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that being said, like, I think it'll be really I'm really curious to see over the course of the season kind of how their relationships change, knowing that Ariana is kind of on this trajectory that f- seems so outsized compared to what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Are we going to really, f- are we going to feel that so much on the show or is it kind of going to be like when Ariana shows up to film, we're not talking about like all the other stuff that's happening. Cause I, when, when I was talking to her, like she was, doing the cocktail book like finalizing it over the summer while they were filming and like i'm sure she'll acknowledge that it's happening but like is that going to be a storyline on the show or is it kind of like separate buckets and so i think if 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 she's bringing that stuff onto the show a lot i could see the other people in the group kind of being like can we talk about me for a second or like can we we do something else yeah yeah and i think that's where a lot of emotion um, from Lala stems from because last season, you know, coming into this season, even if you watch the first couple of episodes, that season was supposed to be about Lala and Randall and everything that was going on because, you know, they had those photos of Randall running around Nashville with women. Lala finds out he's like this serial cheater. You know, it was, it, it had all the things to be a great storyline that would last multiple episodes and like that it was not important to anybody anymore. So I feel like she was kind of like spiteful about that. And I even said like, because when you look back at it, historically Lala and Ariana were not the best of friends. You know, they, they were Mm. cordial with each other. They of course had their thing in the car. Um, But you know, 
Lala also has called Ariana a wet blanket on camera. So it's not like they were BFFs for the past 10 years or whatever. Um, so I, I also think because of that, you know, Lala at the reunion was very outspoken. She was like team Ariana all the way. Her and James were really the ones that were the most vocal. And I feel like maybe even subconsciously she was the most vocal because she felt like she got gypped out of her own storyline. Mm. Yeah. And in a similar sense, like the way that Katie and Sheena weren't getting along at all last season. And then during Scandaval, they kind of ended up on the same side of that issue. That doesn't mean that all the other stuff that they had between them is never going to resurface and have to be dealt with. And so I think with Lala, similarly, like, you know, just because everybody kind of was like coming together for a common purpose for Ariana at the end of last season, that doesn't mean that they're all going to agree on everything from here on out. And if they did, it would be an extremely boring show. So I think, (laughs) yeah, I think that's going to be kind of for Lala particularly, but for everyone in the cast, I think it'll be really interesting to see this year, how they kind of navigate like the continuing scandal thread, but then also like, we have everybody else has stuff going on too and sort of how the show handles that and how the people handle that, I think will be kind of like the most interesting thing. Yeah. I think especially how the viewers handle it, because it's like, is it going to be one of those things where nobody cares about, you know, any of their stuff. So I feel like it's an ego thing too, with these people, they want to be there. They want to tell their story. They want people to care about them. And I feel like Lala really got the short end of the stick last year with that. She probably doesn't want to go through that for a second season in a row. So I think that might be where that emotion is stemming from. But I mean, it was only the trailer and it was only two minutes long and we talked about it for 40 minutes. So like (laughs) we have a lot of preparation that we need to do before January 30th. Um, Dylan, I want to thank you for coming on. I know you're tired from being out all night in New York City. (laughs) So go get some rest. But before you do, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and the name of your podcast? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I, I this was more than I have thought about the trailer before, so now I'm I'm like more excited than for the, the season than I think I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can listen to mention it all wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we do three episodes a week, recaps, interviews, uh, lots of fun stuff there. Um, and you can follow Bravo by Betches on Instagram. Thanks, Dylan. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of MPT. If you're feeling generous, it is the holiday season after all. Give us a review, a little five stars, a little love you like a sis. It means the world to me. I hope you all make it through these last couple of weeks of the year. I know we're all in a bit of a brain fog, but hey, if you ever need a break from reality, you know where to find your girl. And as always, love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.